don't mind looking like a fool. Because nobody knows what God has done for you to prove. They don't know because they wasn't there. But you know. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to sit still. Because when God lights a fire in you, not even you could keep it from burning. And I know this, God did not choose you to let you be put out, but he, had put, he chose you to light you up. I'm excited about the word of God today because I believe that God has me teaching this month about his love so that we can learn how to respond back to him with his love. The greatest love story ever when God fell in love with you. Sometimes we say we love him, but actions speak louder than words. Are there any doers in the house? Our theme scripture is coming from First John chapter number three, verse number one. I want us to read this word of God and let, let it minister to your heart that you would understand what God did for you. <clears throat> you guys ready? Let's read. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. I got to pause for a moment and let you know that people who don't know him don't know how to treat you. So stop getting mad at folks that you gave your heart to that didn't know you. Because the word says they don't know you if they don't know him. And here's how you know how you can trust God to give your heart away. 
because whoever you hook up with is a reflection of God. They ought to be loving you the way God loves you. Mm-hmm. They ought to be thinking about what you need more than what they need. Let me get out of that realm real quick, because y'all going to be looking for a mate real quick. But <laughs> God wants you to see him as your soulmate. Now, how many of you can just give God a love praise? <laughs> All right, all month, all month, we're going to be teaching on this. So today, I'm going to try to hit it and quit it. Just go in, give you a little bit, because I, I want you to come back hungry, okay? All right? I'm going to just give you a little bit. Y'all all right with that? All right. So turn to John, the book of John. John is the disciple that Jesus refers to as the one I love. All right. The book of John. This book is one of the gospel. And it's the, the first book that I believe every believer should read because John writes his gospel different from Matthew, Mark and Luke. It comes more from an intimate setting, thereby you get to know Jesus in an intimate way as John writes from an intimate way. This particular chapter is very familiar. It's dealing with Lazarus being raised from the dead. But I believe God has a right now word for you. Yes. Let's pray. Father, we thank and praise you for today. For this is a day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for choosing us. Thank you, God, for keeping us. Thank you, God, for bringing us to this point in service as we sit at your table. Come now and feed us what you know we need, that we may feast on your word that will be changed by your word. We ask that you would bind every spirit from the world and loose your spirit from the word that your spirit may manifest today. And after all is said and done, that we would see you in a much more clearer way and that we would love you in a much more dearer way. And Lord, as I stand here, I know that I am not the preacher nor the teacher. So I surrender my will. Consecrate me as only you can. Make me fit to be used today. And after all is said and done, Father, that you will be glorified and we will be edified. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 11, 
verse number one. I am going to be skipping verses um, for the sake of time. But we'll begin at verse number one. It says, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrance oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. I want to pause right there because when they called for Jesus, they had a reference point to let him know that his loved one was sick. Say it's all about love. Now, we respond better to love than we do to anything. If it's somebody you love, you'll be ready to drop everything for the one you love. But if it's somebody you don't even like, you might not move as quick. Verse number four, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. Verse four. Can you read it with me? When Jesus heard that he he said this sickness is not unto death. Stop right there. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Okay, keep going. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. Jesus said to him, the sickness is not unto death, but I have purpose in all of this because the Son of God is going to get glorified through what's about to happen. Who said it? Mm -hmm. Verse number five. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Martha, loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. He loved them all. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea. Verse number 12. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking and talking and take, speaking and taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sake 
that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciple, let us also go that we may die with him. So Jesus came. He found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard, what did she do? She heard, what did she do? That Jesus was coming. She went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask of, the God, of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will arise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, check me out. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Isn't that good? Verse number 32. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in his spirit, was troubled, and, sa and he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Verse 40. Let's read it together. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. I want to stop right there and use for a topic today as we are discovering how much God loves us. I want to use for a topic, what did Jesus say? Three times in this particular text, Jesus says that she he will rise again. Jesus said the sickness into death. And Jesus furthermore confirms, didn't I say? And I want to ask you today, what did Jesus say? Amen. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell them, what did Jesus say?
so that we can move quickly um, through the text. I want to give you three points up front. Those of you who take notes, I want to give you three points. And the first point that I want to give you, I want you to write this down. The first point is it's not over. Mm-hmm. You ought to look at somebody and tell them, hey, it's not over. And if, and, if you, and if you really want to put some seasoning on it, say it ain't over. <laughs> the second point I want to give you is focus. I just want you to focus. And I, I, I want you to focus because a lot of times we, 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 I keep hearing, oh, yeah, this is the year 2020 vision. The issue becomes what are you focused on? Huh. And what is your vision encapsulated to? So, say, so the second point is focus on God's word. Amen. And the third point I want to give you is agree with God's word. It's one thing to see it. It's a whole nother thing to agree with it. Amen. All right. Y'all ready to get into this word? <clears throat> say speak, Lord. speak, Lord. In this particular text. Um, Jesus gets a call when he's far away and you know a lot of times I try to use my spiritual imagination because I'm wondering how he got the message um, they didn't have cell phones back then and he was a, uh, he was he was far away and they got word to him saying uh, Jesus now, now notice what he says in the beginning. Uh, it says that they said, Jesus, the one you love is sick. I, I got a question for you and I want you to answer me. Do, do you know that Jesus loves you? Yes. Um, if you know that Jesus loves you, then you ought to know that Jesus has a plan for you. So then no matter what is going on in your life, Jesus has a plan for whatever it is that's going on in your life because he will not allow anything to enter into your life that he didn't make plans and provision for before it got there. That's how much he loves you. But but the world has tainted us as it relates to love because because we have embraced love. In, in one aspect and because people have hurt us when we said we love them and even you have hurt yourself when you said you love yourself. And, and so we look at love from a warped perspective and we look at love as reckless and, and love as uh, it has an ending point because you've been in relationship where there was a promised love forever and that love ended when you messed up. Mm -hmm. Some of them ended before you messed up. Some of them ended when they messed up because that does not truly define love. Paul, Paul is so awesome. This is a whole nother message, but Paul is so awesome that he teaches in um, 1 Corinthians 13 and we call it the love chapter. And he says, love is patient. Love is kind. And, you know, that's what Paul breaks down. And if Paul was really going to try and break down the word love, he'd still be writing. Right. 
because you can't define God's love. It is an endless love with no boundaries on it. God's love does not look anything like man's love. Thereby, we should not try to operate in love according to our mind. We should try to operate in love according to the word. But we have been hurt. Anybody in here been hurt? We have been hurt in this love thing. And so we have looked at love with the wrong lenses. And you know, let me tell you something about um, this love. I, I went to Vegas this weekend. I was in Vegas and they tried to light it up to make it look good to the eye. And they, they, they have all, all the women walking around, all these posters, and they be trying to put all the things that look good to the eye. Let me tell you something, everything that look good ain't good for you. Yeah, I, I heard the amen, because I know you didn't got that fine one, and that fine one didn't dog you out. And so, and so, there's an encounter here where word goes out to Jesus and there's a reference point that causes Jesus to respond. Notice that they put emphasis. The one you love is sick. Knowing that when Jesus hears that the one he loves is sick, he's going to be there quick fast and in a hurry how many of you love you some Jesus how many of you know that he loves you how many of you when you ask God for something you expect God to get it done how many of you have waited on God every now and then how many of you are waiting for God to show up right now <laughs> God knows everything and even when he was dealing with the one that he loved. The Bible says that when he heard that the one he loved was sick, that he decided to chill where he was for two days. He didn't come when they wanted him to come. But he was going to come right on time. And sometimes we want God to show up right now. And when God don't show up right now, we develop an attitude and we think God don't love us because he's not responding to us like we're rubbing the genie glass. The Bible said that he chilled. He, he tarried. He in other words, he could have came right then, but it was, listen, he had a plan that was bigger than what their mind could contain. And I want to share with you, it's not over. God told me to tell you, whatever you've been waiting for, it's not dead. And it's not over. If you can believe that he's in charge of it, then you're going to see the glory of God in your situation. 
you know, sometimes we, we get impatient. My little brother says, sometimes I want to help God out. We get impatient and want to move before God, knowing that God has already told you, be patient, wait on me, just be still. Sometimes, you know, I look at this story, they didn't have a choice but to wait. And sometimes God will put you in situation and he will let, tell you to wait. And if you keep putting your hands in it, he'll put you in a situation that you don't have no other choice but to wait. And so he's chilling. He's chilling. And they're panicking. Because his fever's getting higher. And everybody's losing hope. And the one that loved them wasn't there. Wait a minute. Uh, let's look at verse number three. Verse number three says, the sister sent for him saying, Lord, behold, he's sick. And when Jesus heard that he said, now, now, if they wouldn't have sent for him, um, if he wouldn't have got sick, they never would have called for him. Let me tell you something. Sometimes what you go through is not for you. You, sometimes you calling on Jesus is not really for your situation. It's for somebody else to get to know who he is. Uh, in, in this particular, in verse 3 and verse 5, verse 5 says the same thing. Now, G, now it, it's verse 3, it says that he loved them. In verse 5, it says Jesus loved Martha and her sister. So Jesus loved the whole family. I want you to know that Jesus loves his whole family. It doesn't matter who can sing the best. It don't matter who gets to church the earliest. It don't matter who wears the best clothes. It don't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter. He says, I love all my family. And because he loves you, he wants you to know he will not allow anything to overtake you. He has a plan for you to overcome whatever's trying to overcome you. Amen. Say it's not, over. it's not over. You have to understand that Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. So listen, whatever he starts is not up to you to finish it. He who began a good work is faithful to complete the good work. The issue is you take your eyes off of the one who's in charge and put your eyes on the problem. And when you put your eyes on the problem, it delays the one who's in charge. Mary and Martha got caught up in the condition when they were once caught up in the Savior. Don't you know, this is the same Mary that broke the alabaster box? This is the same Mary that wiped her, his feet and, and dried it with her hair. The same worshiper is now worried. 
worship all Sunday. Man, we would get in here and we could worship on Sunday. We could sing the song. It could minister to our heart. And one move from the world gets us worried. He, he shows us that it's not over even when I'm delaying it. You ought to give somebody a high five and say, my story ain't over. See, when, when it's a love story, let me tell you, you ever watch a love story? Everybody in here, everybody, anybody in here ever watch a love story? See, I got tired of watching love story. Uh, watch me some Scarface or something. See, see, I, I just tell y'all the truth. I'm going to watch me some action stuff. But there's uh, something about a love story. Wonder why I got tired of watching it? Because it always ends good. And so while the story's going forward, it was good. Somebody said, not the Titanic. Well, to me, that wasn't no love story. <laughs> because every love story, you can see it as it's coming. You can predict it. And I want you to know, that's the love story that God has for your life. There's no way for it to end but good. You ought to be praising him because. <laughs> and you look and say, oh, and this didn't happen and this went wrong. and oh. <laughs> For real? If you could take your eyes off of that. And then you could have all of this. Who is the this? The one that is standing for you and finishing everything for you. If you can let go of that, you can obtain all of this that the Lord has promised for you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, let it go. He says, Jesus makes a statement and he says to him, this sickness is not unto death. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Who said it? Jesus. Wait a minute. So if Jesus tells you that you're my child and that I will always make a way even when there's no way. And that he works everything out for the good of those that love him. And Jesus says, no longer are you foreigners, but I have made you joint heirs with my son, Jesus. He says, when I look at you, I see a reflection of my son. And if there's something bad in you because of the blood of Jesus, when I get ready to look at you in the bad area of your life, I can't see it because the blood of Jesus has covered it. So all I can see is the good in you. And so, and so he's letting them know uh, there's a plan. Uh, but they're, they're focused on the trouble 
when there's a plan. How many of you know there's a plan? You know how we put our mind in the trouble? How it can't be worked out? This hurt me too bad. Let me tell you something. Whenever it's real bad, it's about to get real good. (laughs) Wait, 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 let me, because I only help two of you. I got to say that again. (laughs) Whenever it hurts real bad, it's about to get real good. But, but, but they were focused on what they saw. But they heard that Jesus was coming. Wait, 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 wait a minute. They heard the word was coming. They was focused on what was wrong, but they heard that the word was coming. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so while they were focused on the wrong thing, they heard a word and they got focused on the right thing. The Bible says when they heard he was coming, that Martha ran out to meet him right where he was. And some theologians would preach like she was angry when she got there, but she wasn't angry. She got there and said, Lazarus is dead, but if you had been there, he would have been alive. She forgot what he had said. How many of you forgot what Jesus said when he saved you? You know, when he saved you, he gave you salvation, which means nothing can stop him from saving you. And if you start to go under because salvation is in you, you'll just come to the top again. And if you start to go under again, you got a flotation device in you so that you're going to come back up again because Christ is in you and you can't help but rise to the top. No matter what goes on in your life, Christ will raise you up again. He, while they were focused on the problem, the word came. I'm here to tell you No more talking about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about the name of Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. Is there anybody in here that just want to talk about Jesus? Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. The Bible said at the name of Jesus. Everything shall bow. At the name of Jesus, every evil shall depart. Somebody shout Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is good. We all just let let him out a little more. I looked at it for a minute. You know how when the bugs be out and you get a can and you spray it. Can you imagine being a spiritual can? Filled with Jesus. Huh? And every time you let them out, it kills everything that's not supposed to be there. But the, see, you have to understand something. The can wouldn't work 
unless there was some pressure behind it. Oh, goodness. God says, I've allowed the pressure to happen in your life because you are one spray away. All you got to do is let out the name Jesus. Let out the name Jesus. Let out the name Jesus. Let out the name. Oh, goodness. You ought to get over your situation. You ought to get over your situation that looks sick and say, Jesus! Their focus was off. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, uh, for we do not focus on the things. We do not look at the things that are seen. Uh, if you could see it, your eyes is on the wrong thing. We do not look at the things that are seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. Uh-huh. Uh, but the things that are unseen. Um, that's why you shouldn't look for love by an outward appearance. You should look for love by an inward appearance. And if something on the inward is coming out to the outward that looks like God, then you know it has to be the love of God. But, but when you start looking on the outward part. Uh, and not looking on the inward part, there's no telling what you're going to get. Because everybody could dress up like a lamb. Freddy Cougar could look like a lamb on Halloween. you you got to get this. <laughs> Freddy Cougar didn't put on Betty Boo's outfit. We don't look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. You know, the things that you heard. Jesus told them, this sickness isn't unto death. What you looking at? Look at the word and see what I said. Jesus said, see what I said, not for what the world has offered you see what I said and so the focus is now on the word what did God say God says if my people would love me and obey me then they could have all that I have Amen. wait a minute do you are you saying that this is predicated on my choices Wait, wait, I can make the right choice and get the right thing. Ah, uh, if you choose to believe God, then you could have everything that God has. Shout, I believe him. See, he didn't even tell you that uh, you got to get anything right. He says, you just got to believe him. If you believe God and focus on believing him, what he said about your situation. See, because a lot of us give up too soon. See, the first thing you got to know is what he said about you. We're so busy trying to get attached to somebody else. We don't take the time to see what he said about you. Thereby, you want to love, but you don't know how to love. Because you don't know your maker. 
But your maker has put his spirit on the inside of you so that you can spend time on the inside. And his word connects to the inside. And when it connects, your focus should be focused on what God is up to, not for what you are up to. If God said that he's going to work it out for your good, how many of you believe it's going to work out for your good? I want you to stay right there and believe because put verse 22 on the board. We, we're getting ready to go. Verse 22. She said, but even now, what'd she say? That even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. Somebody say, even now. Even now. It looks bad, but. Even now. It looks bad, but. Even now. It looks un- impossible, but. Even now. Even now. God could do anything with the impossible. God is able to do anything. See, now you got to get the text because, because nothing's happening yet. But something happens here. They get this final point because agreement takes place. See, God's not going to do anything until you agree with him. See, you can believe him, but he's waiting for you to agree with him. See, when you agree with him, you come into partnership with him. You and I are in this together. And I believe that you're going to work it all out. It said, when she said, even now, agreement took place. In Matthew 18 and 19, God says, where two or more can come into agreement, there he is right in the midst of it. And when he gets in the midst of it, you can come and ask him anything according to his will, and it shall be done for you. Somebody say agreement. Agreement. When you begin to agree with God, that makes God start moving on your behalf because agreement pushes God forward. But God doesn't go forward until he has an agreement with the ones who believe him. Shall I believe? believe. Shall I I agree? When she agreed with him, when she agreed with him, he began to move. Do you know Do you know God got ready to create the heavens and the earth according to Genesis? And he began to speak it. But when he got ready to make us, he held a meeting because he wanted agreement. How do you know, preacher? Because according to Genesis 126, it says, he said, let us. In other words, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit came into agreement. And then he created man in his own image and thereby we became the image of God and God says you are not all the way my image yet and I didn't understand what he was talking about until over the weekend I was in Vegas and I came into the casinos and the lights were flashing and the ladies were walking around in the cocktail stuff and it looked nice I'm just gonna tell you the truth because I I'll tell you the truth. It looked good on the outside. And the lights were flashing. 
And I looked across the casino. And across the casino, they had the big giant mirrors. And God called us to be his image. But I was way across the casino. And there was too many distractions when I looked into the mirror. I could not see what I needed to see because I was distracted by everything that was going on in the world. And that's what the enemy's doing to us every day, trying to distract you from everything that's going on in the world so you can't see. But I knew that my elevator, that I needed to go up to the 26th floor, was way over by that mirror. And as I walked towards the mirror, when I looked in the mirror, all I could see was the distraction. But the closer I got to the mirror, I began to see that there was somebody who looked like the love of God. And I looked into the mirror, and what did I see? There was no more distraction. It was just God in me. And what am I telling you? Don't pay attention to what's going on around you. Keep going towards God because he has a plan for you. Remember what he said. He, he, he loves so much that Martha moved him when she agreed with him. She said, even now, she said, he said, uh, then he said, I'm going to give you something better. He said, I'm going to raise this situation up. She said, I know. In the last day, you're going to raise it up. He said, you tripping, girl. <laughs> Take a look here. Can you see that the resurrection is right in front of you? I want to talk to you guys for a minute. Can you see that the resurrection is already in you? Listen, sometimes we pray to God and we have power to raise it our doggone self. Because he empowers you with his spirit. So you don't have to go to him for everything. You can believe him and agree with him for his will to be done in your life. And because you're in agreement, that moves God forward. And it moved him. Because he got to take care of the whole family, right? He moved past Mary, Martha. And he hooked up with Mary. And Mary, Mary was still weeping. And Jesus said, I'll meet you right in your weep. Uh, Listen, she believed him. But she was still crying. See, 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 that's why I don't get on people for crying. Because Jesus don't care if you cry. He will come and cry with you. Just because you cry don't mean you don't believe him. Is there any criers in here? 
because I'm a big crybaby. I like to cry. Harold do too. <laughs> Bible says, gee, Mary was crying and he was so moved because she was crying that he began to cry with her. Wait a minute. He got married, Martha. Now he would marry. But he hadn't made it to Lazarus. But he loves him too. So now he tells, he tell, tells her, he tells Martha, show me where. You know, after she agreed with him, he said, show me where you laid him. He told me to tell you, show him where you gave up. He said, he told me to tell you, he wants you to show, show him where you lost your faith. Show him where it looked so bad, you believed that he wouldn't work it out. Jesus said, show him where you laid down and he'll resurrect if you show him. Is there anybody in here that's willing to get naked before God and show him where you gave up? He, he gets to the tomb and the word of God said, in order to get life, we have to lose life. So here we see the power of resurrection because we are born into the flesh. But in order to really live, we have to be born of the spirit. And in other words, your flesh has got to die so your spirit can reign. And so we get to see a picture because Lazarus is dead for four days. His flesh is dead. His veins are dried up. And by now, the Bible says there was a stench. You know, sometimes we give up because our trouble looks so stinky. Let me tell you something. God could do anything with everything you got. He gets there and he's on the move because there's agreement. And so he says, I need further agreement. He said, uh, y'all folks, roll the stone away. Jesus could have spoke to the stone. But he said, this ain't about me. This is about my family that's willing to help out in a stinky situation. Willing to help out where other folks have gave up. Has God ever sent anybody in your life to bless your life just when you thought life was getting all bad? Yeah, because God will always have at least one person that will hook up with you so that you can agree with him. He rolled the stone away and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus said, oh, life is speaking to death. 
So he got up because life has more power than death. And if you have Christ, you have life. And sometimes you need to speak to your own self. Come forth. You ought to get in the mirror when you don't feel like it and say, come forth. And let the spirit of God begin to move in your life. Quitting is not an option for you. You can't quit. God chose you and he has spoken a word over your life. And God said that you shall rise. No matter what it looks like, you may feel like you've gone down twice and you're about to go up under for the third time. Breaking news for you. It won't drown you. You got to come up because the word has been spoken over your life and you have resurrection power and because you have it you can speak to an area and that area would have to obey because you are in agreement with God how many of you can agree with God right now I was talking we're done but I was talking to somebody this morning they said help me help me speak God's word and I said, well, what do you mean? They said, I want to be able to speak. I said, the scripture. So, yeah. I said, you're talking about mem- memorize them? I said, yeah. I said, he wrote it in your heart. So what's in your heart? Even though it don't look like it, you speak from what's in your heart. And if you believe that God's going to work it out, just say that. God's gonna work it out and then get happy don't be talking about God gonna work it out you don't even agree with yourself if God's gonna work it out ah, God's got this and he's gonna work it out all the believers that believe he's working it out give him a praise Amen. Everybody rest to your feet. Jesus, Jesus, 